I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries two weeks since the nba season has come to an end and the warriors celebrating with a grand parade and what not uh, but for us fans it's kind of been boring in the last two weeks uh, during the playoffs when there was game when there were games every single day i was looking forward to the season where there would be a break and then we didn't have to uh, follow games and spend 4 hours watching games and then listening to podcasts and watching videos after that and what not but now that it's been two weeks i kind of feel bored and i thought we should talk about all the things that have been happening in the nba uh, the season might have been over but a lot of uh, movements happening a lot of free agents coming up a lot of plain teams looking to become playoff teams a lot of playoff teams looking to become contenders and the contenders and champions looking to remain uh, champions right whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. So uh, let's talk all about it. Uh, Kyrie Irving has opted into his player contract. Uh, that means Brooklyn Nets might run it back again. John Wall buyout happened today. So a lot of things to talk about. Let's get going. Let's let's start off with uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it's been what two months since we saw them last play and crash and burn against the Boston Celtics. In a in a, I mean they got whitewashed. Uh, yeah. And over the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of rumors about Kyrie Irving wanting out. And then if Kyrie Irving opts out, then what happens to KD? Will he go elsewhere as well? And then Damian Lillard sharing pictures of KD and him in a Portland jersey. That all that happened. And then today, just a couple of days before the uh deadline Kyrie Irving opted into his 36 37ish million contract which means that he'll stay for the Brooklyn he'll stay with the Brooklyn Nets for at least one more year uh he can still be traded on an expiring contract but it's very unlikely that it, that will happen now because the Brooklyn yeah. Nets stands to lose a lot more if they trade him now uh so it looks like the Brooklyn Nets are running it back with KD Kyrie and uh hopefully a guy called Ben Simmons whom we haven't seen play in like what 18 months now yeah <laughs> what is happening with the brooklyn nets do you think uh, and they have a bunch of free agents by the way uh, andre drummond bruce brown nick claxton paddy mills blake griffin all are free, uh, all are uh, out of contract which means they'll have to either replace them or resign them uh, look like the brooklyn nets will be a very busy team this off season how do you see this team shaping up how do you think this will go for kd and kyrie and uh, ben simmons i like it i like that they retained uh, retained kyrie i think we've heard so much hype now about the nets from the day they were put together at least this duo to then yeah. acquiring harden then losing harden then the whole kairi drama for me it's the it's the most entertaining team of the court and i really uh, you know it'll leave a void in our lives if if we don't have some <laughs> sort of nets drama to look forward to uh, people still can't get kevin durant off twitter and so you need kairi somewhere around him you need people like harden to to keep things spicy basketballing terms um I think it'd be good to see them play one full season, minus the Kyrie drama, minus you know KD getting injured. One good season because now at this point I really want to see what the team's really capable of. Yeah. You know they don't have a defense; they probably won't. And as Ben Simmons comes back and suddenly turns into Pippen meets Jordan, 
they're not going to have uh, not that he's bad but it'll take a whole another level of um play for him to justify this sort of squad this wafer thin squad but it'll be good to see them put one full season together where maybe mm-hmm. we see ben the playmaker and ben the lockdown defender we see kairi being kairi and kd being kd just fit and available i think is the big asterisk yeah. both of them nobody's questioning their on court abilities um i'm fascinated by it and and for once i know they started last season as favorites and i was laughing from day one uh but i thought frankly i thought it was ridiculous that they'd be rated above the box this season again i think favorites is a bridge too far until they no longer favorites <laughs> yeah they shouldn't be either i think until they prove that in the playoffs with that defense with basically no squad depth until they prove they can get it done they don't deserve to be uh, the the favorites they can't possibly be uh, favorites before they actually prove that they can get to the finals with this squad but i'm intrigued Absolutely. i want to see a full regular season from them see where they land and then we'll see what goes in the playoffs it's it's been 3 seasons since kairi and kd signed with the brooklyn nets kairi in fact has missed 104 games and played 103 so he's missed more games than what he has played how many games do you think kairi will play in the upcoming season uh, out of 82 in the regular season how many what's your take like 50 30 70 uh, i think is good for 55 60 i really do um <laughs> with him it's not so much fitness uh, as much as antics um yep. with the world slowly convincing itself again that covid is not really a thing we started there it seems like we're going back there with this um, increasing trend i think um, states will become more and more lenient who the hell knows if we'll have another terrible wave then all this gets cancelled out um, but i think uh, vaccine mandates not withstanding you should be good for 55 60 games if the vaccine mandate stands we're in for another full season of drama and <laughs> okay, gets enforced uh, have- again we have too many players and too many teams to talk about so i'll get uh, i'll get moving uh, away from the brooklyn nets and let's jump right into the other end of the other coast rather uh, with the la clippers uh, john wall uh, got bought out by the houston rockets for 40 million and then he's taking the mid the rumors are that he's taking the mid level exception and joining the clippers which means the clippers will have a starting lineup if he is fit and if he's playing of course uh, he'll they'll have a starting lineup of uh, john wall norm powell kawhi leonard paul george and probably zubach or hartenstein or whoever plays as five or even marcus morris if they decide to go small uh, a backup uh, or a bench of reggie jackson luke kennard terence man uh, and then nick batum if he opts in uh, if he gets uh, if he gets resigned by the clippers uh, his contract is out as well now this looks like a very uh, championship caliber squad but uh, the starting five that i mentioned how many games do you think they will play together <laughs> That that has Kawhi Leonard, that has Paul George, that has a Norm Powell who's been injured of late, <laughs> and that has John Wall. All of them won. or any of them? That combo of five <laughs> players. How many games do you think they'll play? <laughs> Ten would be a lifetime achievement. I'm not even kidding. It's too many. So you ask me any starting lineup, any starting lineup, uh-huh. all fit. How many games will they play? All at once on the court. Mm-hmm. There are very few teams that will get a very handsome number. First of all, in the league. There's somebody that's on 50, 60 if they, if they're all fit. That's, and... that's tough. Think about think about the lineups. Yeah. Right? Pick pick a pick a mm-hmm. team. Tell me all five players will they play 50 games together? Uh, that's a that's a tough criteria because they, they'll. I have to check how to... many Boston Celtics played. I think they were the fittest team, and uh, or the Phoenix Suns, right? They had no, the least injuries. Had, you know, they had they lost Smart for a bit. Uh, mm. Suns had somebody or the other out for a bit. All five at the same right. time. That's a big ask. But, yeah, uh, yeah. 
But it's a Kawai PG and John Wall. Let's keep it realistic. It's all three yeah, of okay. them. How many okay. games are they going to play? I'd be shocked if they play more than 30. <laughs> I, I will be stunned. It, it is hitherto unforeseen. It is uncharted territory. Steve Ballmer won't know what to do with himself if they all play 30 games or more together. I've forgotten how each of them plays. I, I have not seen Kawhi <laughs> Leonard since last yeah. year's playoffs, uh, where he was amazing and then he got injured. Paul George played for a bit this year and then he got uh, uh, he got what COVID protocols in the playing game where he was supposed to be playing, uh, so he didn't play. John Wall, I don't even remember him playing. And just I just opened Twitter before this call and he is like all highlights of John Wall and like wow this guy is amazing and then like he hasn't played in like three years now so I don't know what you expect from him I think he played last season for a few games I only know this because I had his the year uh, before the year before oh it was one year oh wow yeah I yeah, had yeah. him in my fantasy league and uh, <laughs> and all I remember is he got a bunch of assists which were great great points and then just as many turnovers which kind of cancelled it out and I'm thinking why why is this guy even in fantasy he can't get shit done but yeah it, but it's how- bad when fit he's amazing but you know yeah how how do you rate this clippers team though they look they look strong they look like a team that can contend right let's let's assume like we always assume let's assume that uh, fitness is there yeah, and yeah, they're healthy yeah. mm-hmm. do you think this is a this is a contender like do you think they can compete with the likes of the warriors or the suns no. even or the grizzlies no, I, don't, I don't think they can uh, I, mm-hmm. first of all that's a big if to assume these guys are fit big if uh, yeah, second yeah. second i don't think they can um so for me John Wall not really proven in the playoffs. I don't even remember when he got to the playoffs last. Because I think when the Wizards went there, it was Westbrook and Beal. Uh, that year where they played against Wall. the Celtics. Uh, yeah, I remember maybe, this year maybe. where Beal and uh, Wall were playing yeah. against the Celtics. So, yeah, so nothing yeah. special. It's not like John Wall's a proven postseason um, entity. Um, and that will count a lot when you require him to play defense and when you need him to play both ends of the floor. So there's that issue. John Wall is largely similar to Westbrook, by the way, in the way he scores. Westbrook's more athletic, yeah. he's more above the rim, but uh, they're, they're very similar in the way, they, the, the spots where they prefer to score from, where they get their points. Um, and neither is a great three-point shooter. Most of them, uh, most of their points come in the paint or, or within, say, 18 yards. Um, and, and they're good playmakers. This is pretty much the spectrum. Um, Paul George... Hit and miss in the playoffs. His best playoff ga- games happen to have come when he doesn't have any other superstar yeah. to to share the floor with, be it Indiana or Los Angeles. Uh, so again, regardless of whom they recruit, it just rounds out the squad. But everything comes down to is Kawhi Leonard fit and and the Kawhi Leonard yeah. that we know. If he is, sure, chip contender. No, really. Uh, with his defense and his ability to score. Uh, at any point in the game from multiple spaces off the dribble whatever that's an asset if that version of Kawhi Leonard's back if they get 2019 Kawhi Leonard or, or similar back yeah they're, they're a contender but we've not seen that Kawhi Leonard for most seasons of his career even before yeah, yeah. and after 2019 it's always I mean, if you go season. by the by the trend that he plays every alternate year. This is the this is yeah, supposed this to is be the year, right? The year, right? <laughs> right? Let's go. What do you do, baby? <laughs> you spoke about uh, John Wall and you spoke about Russell Westbrook, which brings me to my next uh, question about... Uh, now, both of these players have been associated with the Washington Wizards on horrible contracts in the last two years, right? Uh, now, Washington oh, Wizards really? have a decision to make... Uh, with Bradley Beal up for a 245 million plus contract. Uh, first of all, will he be offered the contract? Second of all, 
would that make it the worst contract in the league right now no it won't uh, it won't uh, wait for how many years 5 years at a supermax two, almost a 250 million for 5 years yes no it won't so i think uh, the the thing about this is you know every every season there's a new record for the biggest contract ever signed in the nba because the mm-hmm. the league's progressing the cap moves upwards and everything's a percentage of the cap uh, so 10 year players tend to get ridiculous offers the giannis got it jokic will will yeah. has got blah, blah, blah. those would so, be definitely worth it right? no no i know I mean, so i'm saying overall the biggest max contract ever signed the biggest super max every year it goes up because the cap goes up mm-hmm. and all of these are mm-hmm. a, are a function of the cap uh, some factor of the cap um, if we exist in a league where somebody like a kairi gets mm-hmm. what he gets mm-hmm. uh, and i know his skill uh, but your value is scale times availability yeah it's it's a product of both uh, and he gets what he gets westbrook gets what 46 47 what's he on this year yeah but this is last year so it's still it's it's yeah, an expiring whatever. contract it's yeah, over somebody, right? at some point this was signed this contract was signed very no, no, i'm saying will it get. be currently the worst contract no it won't league. that's my whole point at some point this contract was signed and these mm-hmm. players lasted at some point john wall's contract signed and these players gave absolutely westbrook he didn't get any playoff outcomes but he gave those many years of availability and he took the wizards to the playoffs one season would you pay 40 something million to a player who would instantly transform your bum ass team into someone that can even get to the playoffs sure a lot of owners would say yes there's money in that too so mm-hmm. it, it's actual trackable roi if we exist in this world and you're asking if bradley wheel should get 47 40 it's not it's not exactly 50 per year it's a rising contract so it'll be less yeah, than 50 so it'll be years. like in in his last years maybe when his fifth year he'll probably earning like 54 55 that'll so, be like so something like a john wall contract today and then mm-hmm. uh, balloons upwards with with some yeah. inflation thrown in there i think that's a good contract because at the very least if nothing else if nothing else mm-hmm. bradley will will stay he's largely available he's not that often injured every once in a while he picks up a few knocks but he's an elite scorer who's available and he is absolutely a player that you can move should that day come mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. will be teams that will give up something or the other to take in a scorer like bradley beal it's not the worst deal in the world in the same world where uh, uh, john wall has the kind of contract that he does and, yeah. and where harden can still come and wh- what he does we've seen him diminish and how over the last two years but he still has those big bucks flowing in because the contracts were already signed in that world where you can put that kind of future premium on these players for bradley beal given his age and stage and ability and fitness i don't think it's the worst deal in the world Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. This World Yoga Day, Ashton is joined by global yoga icon and lifestyle influencer, Sunaina Reiki. They talk about how one can take care of themselves using yoga. Catch this only on The Habit Coach. On the Filter Coffee Podcast, Karthik speaks to author Vineet Karnik on the business of sports. On Smarter with Sid, Siddharth explains how the human library in Denmark works. On Marathi Kirkitan, the Deshmukh shared unique incidents they came across while reading. And on Ek Jiski Finance, Priyanka teaches us how to write a will. Just a reminder to everybody, the IVM merchandise is now available. You can go to the IVM podcast website and click on the shop tab. Check out our first collection of t-shirts. Also, do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I'd like to remind you all that it is really, really helpful for us when you do recommend this show or any of our other shows to a friend. 
Word of mouth is great for us, and it's really a great way for us to grow our audience and have more people for you to discuss your podcast consumptions with. Also, don't forget to rate us on any platform you're listening on, and you can also check us out on YouTube at ibmpodcast.com slash YouTube. We have a list of the YouTube channels we are on. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Capgemini, Intel Vpro, and Intel Future Banal Wonderful. Thank you so much for making this possible. So when you're paying 50 million approximately for a player, he has to be the best player on the team, right? Now, you said a team, a contending team would be happy to take Bradley Beal. Would they be happy to take the 50, Bradley Beal at 50 million? They'd, of course, they'd be happy to take Bradley Beal at, say, 30 million. Would they be happy to take Bradley Beal at 50 million? Like, say, the Celtics, for example. 50 million for Beal, would they do that? I find it difficult to imagine. I mean, oh, the Beal definitely... Anyone, any contender, like who would pay fifty million for Bill amongst the contenders? Why? But why do Wizards have to restrict themselves to content, contenders? That's something Bill. No, would want you, to do. you said. I said there'd be plenty like of if, takers for that contract. Portland would do I'm it. To Sacramento is, would do it. I can think of several teams that would that would make this trade to bring in. Oh, by the way, OKC will take him just to keep him for a bit and then toss him around later. <laughs> as would the Rockets. There are enough teams in the league that will take on shit contracts like this. No My shortage. feeling is that if you sign him for that big contract, it kind of becomes unmovable. I mean, nobody wants to take nah. on such a huge load. Uh, I know there are teams that make inexplicable decisions all the time. Uh, they might be one of them. Listen, no, Westbrook, usually went, the one them. Westbrook went from OKC to the Rockets, to the Wizards, to the Lakers. They were he close to moving him to the Nets. That's Westbrook. Okay, no disrespect, great player, but Bradley Beal's no bum. Uh, so Westbrook moved around all, all of that. John Wall, there were takers. Wizards signed it, Rockets took it, now the Clippers are taking him. Clippers, by the way, are taking him. Sure, there was a buyout, but that can happen with anyone. Uh, Clippers are taking him despite him not having played a day, despite having Kawhi on their team. They're going to add now this dude to their roster. In this universe, anything can happen. Beal will find takers. I can tell you Detroit. I can tell you uh, uh, Hornets someday will get desperate. I can think mm-hmm. of the Kings. I can think of OKC and the Rockets. There are a bunch of teams that will take on contracts like this for a player like that. Uh, by the way, including the New York Knicks. If they need a star to to fill the seats, so yes, <laughs> plenty. Of... How do you like, assuming that the bill, assuming that the bill contract will go through? How do you think? How do you like this uh, Wizards team? Because they have been a non-existing team because they don't make the playoffs, they don't tank, and they don't get the top picks either. So yeah, they're yeah. always finishing in that ninth, tenth, maybe make the play in once in a while, twelfth, where it hardly gets you anything, right? Yeah. They have a good bunch of players, but the bunch of players don't win you anything. They have Porzingis, uh, they have. Beal and the, they have Kuzma and they have uh, the bunch of guys that they got from uh, Lakers with that trade for Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. right? Do you like this Wizards team? Do you think they can make the playoffs? They did with Russell Westbrook, but Westbrook was the primary factor for them making the playoffs. Do you think Beal and Porzingis and Kuzma can take them to the playoffs? Because the East is tougher with Hornets uh, rising up and then the teams like uh, the 7th, 8th, ninth teams, Detroit yeah. getting stronger now. Yeah, yeah. So... Do you see the Wizards making the playoffs at all? Yeah, yeah, especially teams that are poised. Not only have they picked up a lot of uh, high draft picks, like like Detroit, for instance. And then there'll be teams that will still be, bring in draft talent and the Wizards don't tank. So it kind of puts them in a, you know, yeah. in a tough spot. Um, I have never seen Bradley Beal to be the kind of guy that can uh, that can carry a franchise through to the playoffs the way even Westbrook can, even today. Yeah. Put Westbrook yeah. on a team like that, he'll, in all probability, he'll drag them to the playoffs all by himself. Beal for me just isn't that sort of feisty compared to a very good guy, great player, but he's not that. Um, Porzing is... Eh, yeah, huh, hmm. So it's a 7-foot-3 John Wall. 
uh you never know uh if it if available etc yeah sure maybe posing is can can get done with beal if posing is is fit beal posing is kuzma with some of the other talent that they were they did lose a bit when they traded posing yeah. because then they gave up dinwiddy they gave up batans both of whom i rate pretty highly even if they're coming off the bench um but i think kuz uh beal and posing is if they're all fit i think that's a that's a decent contender for the playoffs at least this season i fancy them over detroit while detroit continue to build mm-hmm. okay um moving on to the next team uh, a team that has consistently made the playoffs but haven't progressed uh, much is the utah jazz they've even topped the western conference once but they didn't really make good of it right now there are a lot of rumors coming into this off season about how mitchell and gobert uh, they've given it a try it doesn't really work out because mitchell's not a passer gobert isn't really much of an offensive weapon he's a great defender but yeah. not much of an offensive weapon it's kind of hurting them right so uh, do you think this is the year that they break this duo up and uh, if so who's going and who are the likely uh, teams that might take either of them or are both of them going I, they might just decide to to bust it all up but uh, mm-hmm. their new coach their coach is gone by the way yeah yeah no i think if they yeah okay i mean it was bound to happen at some point because something's got to give um yeah. i think if they have to move on what would make sense is is for them to build around uh, mitchell because as great a servant as gobert has been uh, to the club um i think if you're going to bet this is not the world in which you will bet on a big man who can't score all that fluently yeah however on a well contract yeah on his however well he can defend not a not not a stretch big not somebody you can score uh, you know he can't he can't create offense basically he can finish those yeah. lobs every now and then but that's about it uh, so you would have to move that piece on and you'd have to build around the young guard that you have that can score off the dribble uh, huge question marks on Donovan Mitchell this season because True. by now True. this should have already been last season should have already been his ascension season the bubble season should have been his ascension season he got yeah outshined uh, uh, he got outshone by uh, Jamal Murray that season in that series despite being spectacular and then there was that i think the, from there on every season was a slightly more diminished donovan mitchell performance yeah. wise yeah yeah uh, at least when it counts the most so uh, this is really his all or nothing season this is where he he either catapults himself back into the space of say luka doncic and jason tatum right now he is light years away from that conversation true it's not of even course. close right he is among the rest of the pack i put him yeah they all made the conference finals once at least yeah. so correct Tatum no i put him in the finals like... doncic has played the conference final triang has played the conference final correct exactly, exactly. so i put him more with unfair i know he's been to the playoffs but more with the likes of sga and so on who in similar mm-hmm. teams would get similar results i believe uh rather than in the in the elite group of triang luka and, and uh, but this is his season to get there or he will swiftly start getting uh, uh, written off there's a player that i can picture that i can't name he used to play for the brooklyn nets he was a point guard you know why i can't name him because he was once in this elite group before he's going to become a big deal uh, mm-hmm. and then he just faded uh, kind of like donovan mitchell to the point where i remember him he played for the us in the olympics yes then 2008 i just can't remember his name and donovan yeah. mitchell legit will move into that bucket of of great players uh, the potential that once was but that was never realized what do you think are good landing spots for rudy gobert because there is williams by the way huh? 
<laughs> what do you what do you think are good landing spots for uh, Rudy Gobert? Because there'll be teams that are interested in a big man like him who can defend, and uh, he can definitely make a good team a contender. You know what? I think Chicago should go for it. I don't know. Sounds a little mm-hmm. weird, but no, I there were there were a lot of rumors about uh, having a swap for Vucevic and Gobert, Vucevic plus picks or whatever. For, yeah, that's only because Chicago has among the highest cap spaces going into the next season. So you'll see them get linked with everyone. But it makes sense, and for only one reason. Look, when they when they brought in Vucevic, like Vuc- we want to remember Vucevic came in first, even before the DeRozan yeah. thing happened. Yeah. Right? Vucevic was one of those bizarre Jan moves, uh, along with uh, who was who was it that the Nuggets got? Aaron Gordon, right? From from Magic. So, yeah. Yep. So Vucevic was one of those, and it was decently promising at the start. To be honest, Levine and Vucevic, it kind of looked like there's something here. Uh, and and then then came DeRozan, kind of upstaged everyone. Took yeah. over, took over the team without really meaning to. Nice guy comes and destroys. Um, to the point where now they probably have something going there. Uh, especially mm-hmm. yep. with the, their beefed up defense, they've added Caruso, they have pieces everywhere. Lonzo. Yeah, it's it's really interesting what they've got going on there. So the backcourt wing, etc. is pretty well sorted, starting and bench. And and most importantly, Vucevic, individually in isolation, mm-hmm. he's a decent two-way player, but a very potent attacking option. Yeah. For for teams, he's already he's no slouch on defense, but nothing spectacular. Uh, but he's really really potent. He can he's sort of like a light version of Jokic, uh, very yeah. light version of Jokic, but he still can yeah. get numbers up. Um, something that uh, opponents can use, and, but he's not working out in in the Bulls lineup with all of he the doesn't get enough of have. the ball. Yeah, yeah, but his his offense doesn't fit. It doesn't fit into yeah. the kind of game that they play. Uh, yeah. And his defense isn't giving them enough to justify his presence, his salary, and whatnot. Right. So, what if they could bring him in for Gobert? They really don't need Gobert's offense. They're getting that much from Vucevic anywhere, probably slightly better. Yep. So, they can live with Gobert's offense. They would absolutely love Gobert's defense. Um, 100% agree. It makes sense for Utah because they get uh, they give up a little defense, which is doing them no good in the playoffs anyway. And they they legit get another scoring option in addition to to Donovan Mitchell and and someone with a little more a little bit of experience in getting it done. I agree. I like the trade. I think there have been a few rumors floating around about this trade. Uh, I like it. I think it makes total sense for Chicago Bulls. They had a good season this season. Uh, very much affected by injuries, but when they had it together, I think they were a spectacular team to watch. Yeah. Lonzo and Levine and DeRozan, yeah. and I think Gobert would just add that. That That's missing right. piece, right? Uh, they can really be a strong team that teams will sit up and take notice. Uh, I, I like this trade. I, I, I'm i I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about big men, uh, Phoenix Suns have a problem because DeAndre Ayton is... <laughs> uh, his contract is up finally uh, and there will be a lot of teams, I'm assuming, who are willing to pay him the max contract. Now, the yeah. Suns have an option of matching that offer and paying him to keep him there. But given how it all played out in the series against the Mavericks, I don't see that happening. What do you think? Sorry, where? They are Aiton to where? I mean, Aiton has a chance. I mean, Aiton get paid, right? I mean, any mm-hmm. lot of teams will be looking to... And Phoenix have, an, uh, Phoenix have the opportunity to match that salary and keep Aiton in Phoenix. Yeah. But I don't see that happening because apparently he had a fallout at Monty Williams uh, during the last game blowout and whatnot. So I don't see Aiton returning to Phoenix. But uh, can you think of good landing spots for DeAndre Aiton? A lot of teams need big men. And he's a good young guy. Yeah. Um, it, it's so bizarre his situation because look at look at the plus points for Aiton, right? Uh, he's a good defender. He really is. Yeah. I mean, with the, that he yeah. couldn't stop Giannis doesn't count. Uh, yeah. He really is a good defender. Um, he can score. 
Yeah. Uh, he probably a little more versatile than Bam at scoring, and that's saying something. Uh, yeah, g- of given the right coaching uh, environment, I can see him getting similar or better points per game. Uh, can't defend like Bam, but can defend. He's available, which is so underrated for a seven footer. Yeah. Yeah. He's available a lot. He barely ever gets injured. I love waiting right. for that. And a former lottery pick. Yada, yada, yada. Let's not put too much emphasis on this, but let's not wait till he's 30 something like begins to discover his true potential. So, yeah, all the makings of. Actually, all the makings of a max contract, it's just that the one thing holding him back is there's not one thing that's spectacular about him. There's a lot of plus mm-hmm. points. Right. Like with Bam, you can say it. Miami maybe values his work ethic uh, and his future potential, or maybe they value his defense. I don't know what it is, but but he has that X factor which which convinces the True. club to give him a max. Aiton, not quite. At least Phoenix and Aiton haven't found a mutual agreement that he's worth that much. Should he stay? I don't think so. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the last season, he did himself no favors. Mm-hmm. Because when the team, here's what happened. Before the, the season began or sometime early on, it was very clear that the Phoenix Suns don't see him as a max contract player. He's not going to get that off. Right, right. Now, there are two ways it could have gone and it went the worst way. As a player, if you're not getting that max contract you so crave, your only option, your only option, unless there is a max contract offer on the table somewhere, your only option is to play, prove your club wrong, then open up your options. They could maybe then change their mind and offer a max or a max extension or you could find other takers when you finally decide to walk. That's the best way you could have played it. Aiton chose to sulk. Aiton chose to let it affect his performance a little bit. It wasn't the same driven, motivated Aiton that they had the season before. And that has now hurt his chances. So, he might move. But in a not-so-drastic way, it's a Dennis Ruder-like situation where there was a decent Mm -hmm. offer on the table. He chose to bet on himself, except he didn't really bet on himself. He was just sulking and moping that he didn't get the contract that he wanted. Harsh, I know, but he hurt his chances. There were clubs like ball clubs like Detroit that were probably well poised to take him, but then Detroit picked up a big in the in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the options will keep dwindling, and in a market where the likes of Gobert are available, that further hurts his chances of of getting picked True. by a good team. True. Yeah, I don't think he can go on a contender anymore. I mean, it has to be like a rebuilding team because yeah. he's young. It'll fit in with their young timeline if they're rebuilding, right? Like someone like say San Antonio Spurs or something. Or the like. Kings. Or the Kings because. Kings. Sabonis not isn't quite the big big. Yeah. Uh, like even in Indiana, they needed Turner to play the five, and then Sabonis yeah. kind of played the stretch four yeah. sort of role. So maybe something like that would work. I like that actually. Yeah. I, I just thought of it, but I think I, I that's a good that's a cool move. I could live with Fox, Sabonis, and Aiton. I think that's a nice young team mm-hmm. to vote for. I agree. I agree. That look that sounds nice. Uh, you spoke about Turner. Is Miles Turner the most available unavailable player in the league? <laughs> he <laughs> seems he's to still be there. <laughs> He's still with Indiana, but he seems to be linked with every possible franchise at every in every given window. But he still somehow ends up in Indiana. Uh, what is uh, I, is he the most available, unavailable guy ever? Yeah, I feel like most of that linking is us. I think over the last eight months we've linked him with every <laughs> franchise under the sun. Nobody seems to be interested except except us in moving Turner anywhere. Um, it is it is bizarre, man. Oh man. All right, um, one last player before we uh, leave for the day. Uh, why is Jalen Brunson suddenly a superstar that New York Knicks would... Yeah, New only, York Knicks only would the Knicks, just... only because of the Knicks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to Brunson. I, I love him as a player. He's a great player. But he's not a superstar that you 
give away draft picks and future draft picks and do all those moves that the Knicks did. I don't even know what they did because they did so many moves just to clear up cap space for apparently Brunson. And apparently they also hired his father as the assistant coach for the Knicks right now. So, mm, I... Yeah, I don't know why Brunson. My only explanation is maybe it's a smoke screen. It has to be someone. Please tell me it is because otherwise this mm-hmm. is frankly bizarre. But yeah, it's the same franchise that after one three-pointer made Jeremy Lin the second coming of Michael Jordan. One three-pointer. <laughs> one three-pointer. Insanity. That's all it took. So I'm not surprised they're overvaluing Pongards. Like, I don't know. I have no good explanation for this. Let's see how this does out. Yeah, when all of this, when they were clearing up the cap space, I was somewhere like they, there was like a 5% chance that maybe Kyrie and KD will shift neighborhoods and move to the Knicks from Brooklyn. <laughs> but uh, now that Kyrie is signed, I don't see that happening either. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Zion Williamson looks uh, to be re-signing with the Pelicans. So I don't think that's happening either because there's a lot of talk about Zion wanting to play for the Knicks and whatnot last season. So It's probably his best move right now is to, is to re-signing at an extension order. Yeah, yeah, he he looks. I mean, with Zion, it's weird, right? I mean, every day there's a different picture of yeah. him. One in one, he looks so unfit, and one he looks like so ripped. And like, are they two people really? Yeah, he looks ripped, but as I said, it's got to be proven on court. You can look as ripped True. as possible. That's only for Instagram. You've got to be of available course. for games. Just get a strong run of games in. Everyone knows he has the talent and the athleticism. And the Pelicans made the playoffs without him. So, adding yeah. him would definitely make them a really strong team. And they also got a high lottery pick, right? They've got Tyson Daniels or someone from the, uh, in the 8th pick. That was the so, best thing they could have possibly done, the Pelicans, is get a high pick in. Uh, of course, yeah. I mean, nobody's going to match Zion's potential, the, the future yeah. potential. But they proved to him that they're not beyond dumping him if it should come to that of choosing Zion or no Zion for their future. Yeah. I think it was a statement from the franchise by going to the players that this can be done and this squad can be developed. Uh, yep. So, you know, don't go throwing your, your weight around. It was sort of the club's version of what Aiton should have done with the with the Suns, which is really uh, shown what he can do and then say, okay, now, now talk. Agreed, 100%. All right, uh, that's all on today's episode. Great fun catching up with you after a while. Uh, we'll do this soon. I'm sure we'll see a lot of movements happening in the league and we'll be back to discuss all about that. But that's all on today's episode and talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.